Okay, today's episode we'll get to in just a second. We have a beautiful guest in, and this man has been through it all. You know, he's had the highs and lows of a career. Um, and not the lows, but when you have highs, you have the alternate the alternate side of those. You know, he's had the peaks and valleys, we'll say that. And uh, he's, he's, a, he's a special guy, and I'm happy to be in here talking about him um, and talking with him. And this episode today is brought to you by Pranks Anonymous. And look, we all know people that need to be pranked, okay? Let's be honest about that. Sometimes people look like, oh, I don't know anybody that needs a prank. You're lying. And you are lying. Now there's a fast, easy, affordable way to send anonymous pranks. In the mail. Remember the mail, dude? It's still alive. And that's by using PranksAnonymous.com. At Pranks Anonymous, you'll find a prank for anyone and everyone. You think there's not a prank for somebody? That's crazy. Anybody, Native Americans, you know, uh, people that are, people that have been tortured, anybody, friends, family. You want to cover somebody with glitter? Well, they got that hitter. They got the largest selection of glitter bomb pranks. They even have the world's biggest glitter bomb, the mega glitter bomb. You know what I'm saying? It's four times the size of any other spring-loaded glitter bomb. This is a real site. Check it out. Go to pranksanonymous.com. Use the promo code Theo for 10% off. You can do it all, man. Change somebody's day. Get edgy. You ever seen somebody try to get glitter out of their scalp? That's a month-long adventure, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's just gay lice living up in your dome, baby. Come on, man. You can start that for somebody. Pranksanonymous.com. I'm just sitting on your front porch wondering how could I be so... Bro, you're right under Marin, dude. I'm looking at the charts. Holy shit. Congrats, Holmes. I know you're recording right now. Sorry. 405, bro. I'm like, Boss Lawson. Close. This is, I don't know, fucking helicopter on the freeway or some shit. Bro, it's a fucking parking lot, dude. I left before Google told me, so bear with me, man. I'll share this piece of mind I found. I can feel it. But dude, I think people would listen to you, Jamie. I really do. I would listen to you. You're, there's something. You're just like kind of this fascinating creature. I think. Thank you. Are we on now? You know. Yeah. You're like a Loch Ness monster, but you're not hidden. It's like your humps are out. Humps are out. <laughs> uh, Jamie Kennedy's here with me today, and I'm super excited, man. Um, but, yeah, dude, you've been working so hard. I mean, I see you in the comedy clubs all the time. I know. I've been doing it pretty, it's, um, let me ask you this, because it's like, I've been, I was like on the road forever, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I did a a thing with Melissa McQueen, Mm -hmm. and she's like, you got to come to the store and do a show. And then I, I did, and then I was like, you know, talking to people, I'm like, if you're on the road all the time, you're doing five or six shows why do you do you know in town because you're dead and bobby lee man really hit me to it he's like dude you gotta perform in town in front of your peers with your peers because being on the road is completely different yeah and then ever since he said that about two years ago i just been like (laughs) but also i feel comedy has gotten super hot and would you say the last three years yeah in town because I've been doing comedy for a long time, but... Oh, well, then you tell me. I mean, you might even know better. Yeah, to me it has, but my, my, my breadth of perspective isn't as large as yours. 
Well, stop using big phrases. That dude, those are the only ones. Big one. The only ones Um, used. Well, I feel like, you know, in the last, like, you know, like the last two years, I almost, I've been hitting the town hard because, you know, Netflix has been doing the specials and Hulu's opening up on Amazon and everybody, I mean, you know, it used to be like a special you would drive down Sunset Boulevard and you would see, you know, one person and it'd be like, you know, bigger and blacker. Like, damn, that's like. And now it's like, yo, you see one building, you see a bench, you see, I mean, there's specials. There's a lot of specials. There's so many specials. So it's like, I was like, I want to, you know, work on that and try to work towards doing a new special. Yeah. And that's why I've been doing it. But that I have never in my history... I started in the late, late, early 90s, almost late, but 1990 was when I did my first set. Mm-hmm. I've never seen town this hot. Really? Yeah, I mean, dude, you what go to the it? OR, Hold you'll on. see 16 comedy superstars. Yeah. Yeah. You being one of them. Yeah. And just like, bam, bam, bam. And it's like, <laughs> people are so spoiled. And you go on the road and you sell 400 tickets and you're like, I'm the man. And then you're like doing 15 minutes and they're like, ooh, that was a tough set. And you realize because you're everyone, you're, you're playing for the Yankees. Yeah. And so I was, I'm glad to be in town doing it because it makes me better. But it's like it is intense. It's fire. It's yeah. It definitely seems hot. Are we good on the levels, Nick? But okay. Everybody is in it, and now I'm not because you were saying that before. Like, man, you're hitting it hard, and now I don't want to stop because I don't feel like I don't want to miss a step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it seemed like. It just seemed like you've been picking it up. It's like you know, I mean, half the shows I'm on, I feel like you're on most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and has comedy always been with you in your career? Because I mean, when I first got hip to you, you know, you were mostly acting. Mm-hmm. And has comedy, but you were a comedian before that. Yeah. So most people don't know that I started as a comic. So I, my heroes were, you know, I had a few heroes. But Eddie Murphy, yeah. number one. Mike Myers, number two. Oh wow! And and you know, I was I was kind of really into SNL. You know, that was my mm. goal. So I moved to LA. It was an extra. It's a long story, but then I start I started auditioning for improv groups in the, in 1990, and I got in a couple of improv groups, and I would go to improv groups and do like they would have these groups at the schools, and we do these shows. We get like 20 bucks a show, which is like you know good. You're yeah. making a living, right? Then a lot of them shut down. And there was... The th- Why? What was it? Like, there wasn't, like, crimes or anything going on, huh? <laughs> no, it was just, like, you know, how long, how profitable is an improv group? Oh, yeah, if true, the school board isn't paying you to do a show about, right. you know, better nutrition, but make it funny, or, <laughs> you know, fire drills, or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, so I was, nuclear warnings, hurricane warnings, dude, everything. Yeah, so... I, I exactly. So well, now you couldn't even do that. If you went to schools now, you'd have to, they wouldn't let five comedians into a school. No, no way. No way. In the afternoon, like <laughs> one o'clock, it's when like the kids are tired and no. you put a hat on, and it's like you don't know what character that hat's gonna be. <laughs> and it's like, I need a location, the Playboy Mansion, yeah. you know, or whatever. And so. everybody's a pedophile. You're like, man, it'd be crazy. <laughs> say that, dude. Well, there's just so many pedophiles out there now, man. I got, I, 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 I quit. I got rid of the app, the Stranger Danger app or whatever. What is that? We can see how many pedophiles are in your in your like area. 
Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's like Stranger Danger, it's called. And you can see how many pedophiles in your area. Dude, there's so many, it's... I won't even jerk off because I'm afraid somebody's going to molest my semen. Like, there's <laughs> so many pedophiles. It's baffling, bro. Wait, where does the semen go? Bro, so, so it go oh, so you're saying your semen turns into a human? No, what I'm saying is there are so many. If you were to get on this app now and see it, yeah. I don't even know if we can pull it, if we can pull up the site or something, but there's Stranger Danger. It's where you can see how many pedophiles registered. You know, people in the union, I guess, is unionized, mm -hmm. but registered sex offenders are, <laughs> who are um, within your area. But dude, it's, it's everybody. Like, I think everybody. So then what I was saying, I, I won't even masturbate because I'm afraid somebody will come over and just touch that, you know? Yeah. Oh, I got just it. Just because it's that so was, young. That was... <laughs> um, so that's where I was going. That was so good. But... See how smart he is? Thanks for Damn. laughing, man. It um, makes me happy. I have a question. Yeah. So... Did you ever notice? Well, there's. I'll go back to what we're talking about. But the teachers. Oh, look at this! Oh God! Yeah, bro. Is that real? Oh, yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Are you kidding? That's yeah. just off of Culver Boulevard. That yeah, is, brother. Damn! All the red dots are touchers. Yeah, that's a Shake Shack, baby. Everywhere is a Shake Shack. Oh my God! Which I'll say Shake Shack, Shake Shack, because I really do like that. Oh, yeah, hamburger. That I like place. the hamburgers. <laughs> Have you ever seen so many hot teachers touching? I know. Is it a story every couple of days? Am I right? Well, yeah. What is that? What is it you think? Because something is. Do you think something is going on, or do you think that it's just now it's a popular story? Always been, and I think the internet has made everything transparent, and I think it's always been happening. But now everything you can see everything. Was there a teacher that ever tried anything with you or, or did something? Because you were tall. You're a tall guy. So you probably had that. So you had that, an opportunity. So that height helps, right? Yeah. Oh, nobody's. A yeah. teacher's not touching a fucking short kid. Adam's apple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you're short kid. <laughs> so I don't want to name names. Okay. First of all, you know, I used to do this joke, which is true, which I was on Ultra Boy, mm -hmm. and I was never even touched, which made me feel like I wasn't cute. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I had to join the Boy Scouts. But here's the thing is that. I we did have a teacher who was a nice guy, and he would take me and my buddies out to Burger King mm. like once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, we get remember those like was he handicapped? No, nah, he was normal. Oh, because I knew a handicapped guy that would do that. He would do that in the Philly area, but he that's a good observation. So he would take us out, three of us, and he, we would just you know eat those whoppers and we get fries, and he would really let us order. Yeah, and then. I didn't know anything, anything was weird until, because we're from Philly, so Philly, we kind of like turn the tables on the touchers, we like touch the touchers. Yeah, yeah. And so he, we, we, we used to eat jawbreakers, that was a big thing in eighth grade, mm -hmm. seventh grade. and Beautiful candies too. Yeah, and they were Hard big. Hard to deal with, but good. Yeah, yeah, and they were big, and they would, these things would puff up your cheeks. Ooh. So he, in, when we would eat them in school, we would get in trouble, so in an order not to get in trouble... We would make him eat it. And the game was how many jawbreakers could you fit in your mouth? And so we had him put about three and three in each cheek. I mean, this old guy? It was 
this middle-aged nice guy who took us to Burger King. And he's like, I can fit seven. And he had that accent, and I wasn't knowing what he was. He goes, I can fit eight. And so, like, what accent the, is the that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I can fit seven. But you know that area of the world, whatever the that soft is. Soft accent. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Soft Texas, whatever. That cotton is. throat. Cotton yeah. throat. <laughs> and we jammed them in there to for the point where we're putting them in at the Burger King, jawbreakers in his mouth. He's like, I can fit more. And this stuff was like, you know, Charlie Chipmunk. And it wasn't until I was probably like, you know, 23 and I'm sitting on my couch, you know, like, you know, just after a Taco Bell audition. I'm like, damn, maybe that guy had ill intentions. Yeah. But but nothing happened ever weird. Mm-hmm. But the more, I'll just say, the more we jammed in his mouth, mm-hmm. the happier he was. <laughs> That's beautiful. So whatever that was, that That's, was my... It's almost that like was, a- yeah. I grew up with people like that. Oh, that's like a fourth world country, man. The more you put in their mouths, the happier they are. Yeah. You know? And I'll say this, man. This That reminded me of a story of this boy. I used to know this boy named Michael. Um, I don't know if I can say his name or not. but Oh, well, he don't, was, don't put him on blast. Oh, I don't think he'll. I don't even think he could hear. Is he, okay. But um, this boy named Michael Rutch was his last name, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Rutch. It, yeah, Rutch. <laughs> Not a very. <laughs> Love his accent. Well, here's the thing. So what happened with Michael Rutch was he had he was you know kind of uh, he had extra salivary glands, you know, and so he mm-hmm. was he always just leaking out of the sides of his mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. He was real damp up just up in that fucking face hole, you know. He was just sweating out of his lips all the time, bro. You know, like it would be easy to get DNA off of him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, you could just swab it. Yeah. You could take some of your finger, put it. Okay, yeah, you could save it. He just had. He gave it all. So he was a drooler. Yeah, he was a drooler. Gotcha. Well, they had this man. Um, his his mother used to date one of her students who was a substitute teacher, and she dated uh, this boy that was in her class who was 16 years old, and his name was Clint. Mm-hmm. Like clit, but with an N in it. You yeah, know? yeah. And so you. she dated him. So he would come over to the house, and they would hook up inside. The substitute teacher, she was probably thirty, and this boy Clint. And meanwhile, me and her son Michael Rutch would sit outside in Clint's car. Mm-hmm. And Clint had a ham radio, one of those CB radios you get on there. You know, breaker, breaker. You know, mm-hmm. jawbreaker, jawbreaker. Break, you know? break. How many can you fit? <laughs> jawbreaker, jawbreaker. How many can you fit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'd sit out there. One time we get talking to some man on the interstate. Yeah. He drives off the interstate. No, this is before Catching Predator. Yeah, this, this is way before, before MSNBC. This when they weren't catching anybody. No, this is like a live, yeah. This yeah. Is a live version. I got you. <laughs> yeah, this is a live version. I got you. <laughs> um, this man shows up and then he's got me and Rutch sitting in his truck, right? And he is having us put uh, Tootsie Rolls in each other's mouths. You guys are doing that to each other. Yeah, he's like, you guys should see who you know who could have the most Tootsie Rolls in their mouths. So it's like similar. So this jawbreaking thing was probably happening at the same time. So okay, yeah. so this is jamming stuff. So this in is mouth. happening. Yeah, where's that on the map? So where's yeah. the stuff of mouth at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, so how much did you can? Because those things can get stuff. Oh, this boy stick. could get Michael. Ru- I mean, he, that's the thing. He had those slick doors on his face. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he was hiding 14, 16, 17 in there. But. <laughs> Wait, the long or the minis? Oh, the minis. The minis, dude. I got you. God damn, <laughs> 16 minis. But what, how old is he? What a pervert, dude. The long ones. <laughs> I'm saying, because, well, there was a better bargain. You got like four yeah, of those still. for like half the price of that long one. I'm just yeah. saying. Got weird. That got so, weird. I mean, that out. So we, uh, so yeah, no, the minis. And, but thank God he, he, he could hold so many because it, at one point that guy Clint came out of the house. 
saw this dude and beat that man's ass. Wow. All right, so it ended good. Yeah. No diddling there, no diddling there. No, nothing wild. But yeah, it was popular in my neighborhood if you got molested or we had a, you know, a school teacher that took us to Maryland Manton and dropped us off in there when we were 16, you know, and he was, you know, he went to jail for pedophiling and it was more popular. But what's going on now? Because now it's women with boys. Uh, What's going on? uh, Well, they're living the dream, these these young students. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, tell me, if some teacher hit on you when you're 16, are you reporting? And then if your mom catches and says, this is terrible, you go, mom, don't cock block. Are you saying that? Yes or no? (laughs) Am I wrong? Stop me when I lie. Oh, I bet there's so many students. Some students are like, mom! (laughs) Dude, these girls stay with me, bro. They're not just sleeping with them. Yeah. They're taking them down Mm -hmm. and... In the in the Priuses mm-hmm. behind the damn basketball court, yeah. but dude, they're not only doing that; they're running trains. Yeah, they're bringing intramural <laughs> sport athletes, yeah. doing two, three at a time. All aboard! They're running drills, dude. Dude, straight up tip yeah. drills, <laughs> London bridges, and they're getting report, and then they're documented. The teachers yeah. are documenting it, drawing. One lady had a sketch artist come and draw pictures of them. Fucking, how crazy is that? Is that real? Yeah, it's like. And then the husbands will find out. And the one dude, I'll never forget, this girl had four. She had four. And Mm. it was like two at a time, two at a time with toys, three at a time, four, you know, Del Taco break, (laughs) you know. And they're in high school, so you know they can go a couple rounds. Oh, And so she went, and the husband said. That's for easy serve in high school. Yeah, the husband said, I know that she's sick, and we're going to work through it. Wow. Which is, I just think, a cuck. Yeah. You know, oh, you is. think he was watching it? No, I just think he was. He liked it. He was a cuck. You yeah. Know, a cuck. I call it, you know, right now it's all that's going on with men. You know, it's good that the women are cleaning out the creeps, but, you know, being a man is a little hard in yeah. certain areas right now. Like the alpha male is getting a little bit, you know, it's a little. Oh, yeah. It's risky to be an alpha male, so dude. I like thought about beta. cutting off my hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beta. I call it, you know, the betas are coming in. I call them the beta broom boys. Oh, them soft boys. Yeah. Which one, you know, which a woman really like. It's like, you know, they want somebody, some women, not all women. I'm not saying don't get mad, but it's no. like they want a guy that if you're a, if you're a strong woman, you want a guy that you can, you, you know, can take care of, take, take, take care of. But I, those guys that signed up in the corner, you know, these some of these guys while the woman is getting done. Yeah. Why did they? They would like a broom. Yeah. Up so they can sweep up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? They I mean, want the full activity. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I'm sorry, mistress. That this that's a known thing. Is it? You could Google that. That cavity search. No, I've heard about yeah. that. There's a lot of men <laughs> who are searching their own cavities with that, all kinds of accoutrements, uh, broomsticks and shovel handles, everything. But, no, but <laughs> there are. Yeah. <Yo>, <laughs> You don't think there are? Oh, for sure. Well, you know, you learn stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, dude. I mean, I didn't learn until you could jerk off. When I was 28, I learned you could jerk off like that. I didn't. took me that. Oh, the other way? Yeah, just like a reverse wow. twisty. It took me that long. Dude, so. I used to do this thing where I would tape both my hands together with duct tape, right? And have my brother tape them. And I would say it was for like school, for science. That's what I would tell him. Yeah. And then I would tape like a hole in my hands like this. And I don't know what I thought the tape was for. And then I would go masturbate with both hands at the same time. Wow, and it was uh, stupid. Uh, wow, yeah, and I have, but then the crazy part was you had all this tape, you know, and you had like semen on the floor, or wherever or something. Yeah, and you had this tape on your hand, so then it was like this real who done it, like this kind of Harry Houdini, you know, goes to the bunny ranch kind of fucking scenario, and you're 
you know, when somebody's beating on the door and you've been saying you're in there, you know, shit. And like, I must've taken so many shits when I was 14 years old. Wait, how do we get the shit? Just because you know, I was always having an excuse while I was in the bathroom. Oh, you know? oh okay. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was in the bathroom. It was my shit. office an yeah. hour a day when I get home from school. Wow. A yeah. whole hour. Oh, I'd masturbate till I was weak in the legs, dude. I remember, Damn. dude, the first time I ever masturbated, I climbed up a shelving unit, right? And yeah. found some um, pornography. They had pornography magazines and a fifth of Alizé with uh, just swamp water. just like colored liqueur, mm-hmm. you know, just a real big brother sipper. It was orange flavored or something. Mm-hmm. And I took a swig off of that and I was jerking off from the shelves, just up on the shelves. Just couldn't even get down. That's how enamored I was by masturbation and addiction addicted to that wow you were doing you were like oh i fucking just fell off the shelves after i came i couldn't even ha- keep myself up i couldn't even handle myself you were like drunk but also euphoric yeah but like, that's how much it meant to me like to go and masturbate to go have that i remember i would bike five miles across town I, my buddy's dad had some pornography magazines in their bathroom yeah and i'd bike five miles to get there just to jerk off and then bike back yeah do you know what you told me or before we started the podcast you get a lot of DMs from those lonely men. Oh, yeah, you man. You think that's going to help this cause, this story right <laughs> that's now? You're going to have another thousand. Yeah. I love jerking off and driving five miles for a beaver shot. Yeah, your, your <laughs> DMs blown the fuck oh, up. like yours ain't getting <laughs> Put another shot. Put another shot. break around my mile. Oh. I was the victim. Oh, yeah. I was trying to get bees, bro. Sure you I was trying were. to get bees and seeds. <laughs> you know, 72s. But how do we get, but yeah, the ladies, we man. We went off. It's hot we ladies. Yeah, and it's good. All right, where are we going? It's hot ladies now with these young men. But yes. do you think that there's something else going on? Because this is what I start to wonder. Is there something else going on in the... Ether? Yeah, in the ether. Like men haven't been, you know, women are feeling like they, that older men are too... You, you know that they're they're affected too much, or that they missed out at a young age. Like, do you think there's any? And that's why they're going for these young, you know, these boys in their classrooms. Do you think there's any of that, or you think that's crazy? I I'll say this: I don't get how teachers. If you're a teacher, you're supposed to have a level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something that which is clearly illegal and you know immoral, mm-hmm. not only are you doing it, but you're doing it and documenting it and having a digital footprint which right. is psychotic do why do i think they're doing it i think because if you do that job the little bit i've been reading about i mean there's a story every three days yeah i think something about you you like to be you know center of attention look at our job In control you know maybe some of these guys are 16 but they look 20 i don't know fantasy i don't know there's a lot of fantasies man but I just think people get caught up in the moment. I don't know. I think some of them probably have issues, obviously. It's all tight. No, I like that. I mean, the fact that they're documenting it, too, that tells me something else. Because if anything, like back in the day, you would maybe a creepy dude would do something like that. They would hook up with a young girl. They would document it. That was like something you would see on an early season of Criminal Minds. You Mm -hmm. know, like that was enough of a plot. Like that was Mm -hmm. real stuff. Mm -hmm. But now it's like if these women are documenting it. That shows to me that they want to they want to keep it for some reason. That they want that you know that treasure trove of little artifacts they can go back and look at. But they're gonna go back for the bank, right? They're going back to you know to yeah. That's a, that's a spank bank maybe. Yeah. But the bottom line is it's crazy and it's happening more and more. But if I was in high school and I was sixteen and my teacher was flirting with me, I would think that was a good thing. But yeah. it is illegal. I think Jamie just hit it. I think these kids, these guys, are hearing about these stories happening, so they're getting more emboldened, and mm. they're trying. They're they're 
they're making a little pass at the teacher more than they would. But, I know I had, a, I had this teacher, uh, senior Spanish teacher, when I was in freshman year, and I loved her, but I just never thought it was a possibility. Later, I found out she was messing around with a senior. Hmm. I could have had a chance the whole time, but I didn't think it was a possibility. Now these kids know it's real. Wow. wow. So, no, That's some of these point, teachers Nick. are coming hard mm-hmm. at the guys, number one. And number two... Uh, yeah, what's number two? I forgot my point. I know. I always do that, bro. <laughs> I fucking forgot I my point. That. But wait. They... Okay, so what number one was what? That. I forgot number one now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about number, had... number one was that the teachers are coming yeah, hard. Yeah, they're coming hard. Yeah, the teachers are coming hard now, but I agree. That's a great point. That na- Yeah, because I Dude, owned- I was just jawbreaking it. Yeah. But that was not- <laughs> yeah, You were just hanging out with a fucking senior citizen. I was getting citizen. a free whopper. Yeah. <laughs> jawbreaking it. You know, they, you know what was the big deal with me? Tickling. You yeah. Tickle. You like, these guys, you like to tickle. They like to be tickled. Just a little goochie you know, tickle them. That type of stuff. Uh, but I wasn't doing anything, and I wasn't getting it. Yeah. I know hot teachers. I had nothing. I had jawbreaker. That's all I had. But I could see you, you know, if I'm a hot teacher, I'm not going, I mean, I think a tall guy would have more, but were you like tall and lanky? Were you tall lanky. and you were lanky? lanky yeah. So you Nobody's fucking, a teacher's not fucking that dude. Mm-hmm. A teacher's fucking like the jacked kind of like backup quarterback type of dude. Really? You know? Yeah. No offense, but the tall lanky dude ain't getting fucked by the teacher like that. that you know what I'm saying? That dude might. Why? He's, you know. Just because you don't know what's going on with him. Like one day his head's real long. Or his chin's real long. Oh, his growth spurt. Yeah, those growth spurts are, I yeah. think, are scary to people around that age. Yeah. Like you meet it. a kid and he look, you know, one day one of his arms is going longer and the next day yeah. it's just it's too much sprouting, you know? <laughs> like you're really, you're doing too much. Like one day your friend would have a fucking, the longest neck in the world. You're like, what the fuck, Terrence? Well, we get in trouble when we talk about this stuff. The world's scary right now. No, this is the world that we live in. We can't help that we live here, dude. We didn't even put ourselves on this planet. I know. But do you ever find, like, because we, we do comedy, it's like, I do jokes about it, man. It's it's the most intense time to do comedy in terms of political crack, right? You right. with that? I think it's getting better, though. I think it's on the way back. I, okay, good. Pendulum swinging back. I do notice that 100%. I've had three different times at three uh, shows uh, in town. Two times and then one time in a, out of town, people have approached me and asked me why I did a certain joke. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And was it always a certain topic? Was it what? Like joking about molestation? Was it joking about... Um, I do a joke that I say, you know, I read by myself on the internet and I read something that said, uh, people say Jamie Kennedy looks as if Bradley Cooper, uh, Matthew McConaughey raped Bradley Cooper. Mm. You know? So it's a rape joke. So it has rape in it. It has the word rape in it. Yeah. But I, there's no rape happening. It's yeah. imaginary. It was written about me as a blog. And those would be your parents if that did happen. Exactly. They're not bad looking parents. Yeah. And you can't make fun of your own parents? No. And so they went, the people went off and said, why are you endorsing rape culture? I'm like, I'm not. It was written about me and I had a whole dissertation. Wow. So I just listened, man. I, I just listened. Yeah. <laughs> well, the heckler, I feel like, I mean, I know you did the documentary, The Heckler. Yeah. And The Heckler these days is, was that with Michael Addis? Who was that with? Yeah, it was Michael. Nice. I just saw Michael the other day. Yeah. Um, but if that documentary, I feel like The Heckler now is the media kind of. Well, what we did when we did that was I was just working on my first hour. Right. When I did that, I was in clubs and I. I would get heckles, not so much crazy heckles. I was getting heckled, but it was more like drunken, emboldened people, mm-hmm. and they were hilarious. And my comebacks were pretty damn good too. And we started documenting it, which was filming me to get my bits down. Yeah, and it ended up becoming. I'm like, dude, this is something here, and he agreed. 
And that's what heckler started, how the heckler was a live action person, mm-hmm. right? So it was somebody in the audience, no matter what the event, hey, you suck. Right. Then, I was around in 05, 06 when it happened, and there was blogs or the rage. Right. And that's when people, not the New York Times or LA Times were reviewing your movie. That's when, you know, this is a wafflemovie.com. It's a yeah. real site. How many waffles... Zero out of five waffles does your movie get? Yeah. And I was getting, you know, not a lot of waffles. Yeah, two and waffles. I, yeah, I got a, waf- wa- a waffle yeah. and a half. Damn. And I'm like, that you go Waffle House. Yeah. You know, you know, I got to have two, right? <laughs> so I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then that shit started springing up. And like, you know, eggplant.com, three yeah. eggplants. And I'm, so everybody started having this voice. And I realized heckling wasn't just the people. It's It was now bloggers. Now it's the media. Yeah. It's gotten even crazier, bro. Which is, which is you're right. It, and the, you know, I'm not gonna suck my own d. But the movie was a little early ahead of its time. But now there's something what I call cannibalism, mm. where I mean, artists are straight up heckling each other. Mm. Only like comics are you know heckling each other, or you know, music people are fucking having Twitter wars. Or I, that's crazy to me. Really, hundred percent. Well, what's crazy to you about because it? Well, oh, okay, good. This because I this business is insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking hard, and the fact that you're in this business means that you're not exactly well adjusted. So it's painful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I didn't come here for you know because I you know my life is happy. Right. You know and you didn't I mean? stay here because of, you might have come here with your dream, but it does start to change. Yeah. And it's it's hurtful. It's hurtful here. And it's 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 and, and it's but it's a but it's beautiful. You know those 10, 15 minutes I have on stage or that five, you know twenty seconds to say my line before they say cut. That's that's where I'm happiest. I love it. You know, people's reaction, I love it. But it's, it's we're in a, a, a fraternity, a brotherhood. And I feel like people, when I, I don't fuck with anybody because yeah. I know how hard this journey is. Mm. That's my opinion. And I grew up where my heroes were like, you know, 50, you know, 50s you know 60s i understood what hollywood you got to read marlon brando's book and he would say that there would be a premiere of man's chinese and it would go from man's chinese down past gower you know how long that is Mm -mm. that line that's like a mile Mm. for a premiere and hollywood was beyond beyond special and to get in was insanely difficult you know you had to be past the gates now what's beautiful is all the tools to do it yourself you can get in but it's in it's no barrier to entry and there's issues there does that make sense yeah i mean there's you know there's a couple different topics in there i mean for one it's like yeah it's like anybody can get in here now for sure and i think you almost have to create your own way in these days because 100%. i don't think it says prevalent you know it's um there's so much nepotism now the business has been going on a couple more generations you know or another generation it's like it's just it's really hard to get into this business unless oh, it's you, easier now right but unless you create it's it's hard to get into this old business but if you create your own way then it's easier and it, then it's your own business you know i think like you know it used to be the big three networks and and fox you know and 
and um, or trying to get into a movie. But now all of that business is so like it's so cutthroat and jaded over there. If you just try and wait on these ca- casting directors or these or to meet a producer at a coffee shop, that shit's not happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to create your own shit so that they come to you now. Yeah, 100%. But wait, you were surprised that I said I don't heckle other artists. Why no, are you surprised at that? I wasn't surprised at that. What I'm saying is that the media is the heckler now. That was my thought. Like, now the heckler used to be that man sitting in the front row. I can deal with that now. Now the heckler is like, I mean, well, the comedy's kind of divided, and I feel like there's real comedians, and then there's also, like, joke writers who mm. are on stage. And it, wow. And I feel like this, the industry caters a lot more towards writers. Wow. Um, when it's like, what do you wow. mean? I could I could listen to that offstage. People are going to hate that you said that, but boy. I could listen to that offstage. What's, what makes this person interesting? Just that they got up there and they're just writing and then reading it on stage. Wow. Is that entertain? Is that, it's not, I'm not saying it's not entertainment. Damn. But I would watch a guy like Sebastian Maniscalco to my, to my ball skin falls off my balls. You 100%. Know? He's an entertainer. Because he's an entertainer. Entertainer. Chris D'Elia, I'd watch him. Entertainer. Yeah, you go write down Maniscalco stuff or D'Elia stuff on paper. It's that, it's whatever, maybe. But you watch them do it and it's electricity. Electric. Totally yeah. agree. Entertainers. That is an amazing note. And I think they don't have them anymore. It's like, where, like, Half these people, like, it's just like, is this entertainment? Even if it's not even great, I'd rather it be, like, Mike Epps, like, one of his specials that came out like, two years ago got a bunch of bad reviews and stuff, but I thought it was, at least it was entertaining. Yeah. You know? He's not a writer. Mike Epps is a performer. Bro, I'm the same way. I feel like I'm a performer. Yeah, you're a performer. And I sometimes will go out there and go, blah, and people will be like, oh, he's big. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like. Yeah, he's got energy. <laughs> but it's like, but there's times when I'll be low energy, but it is like, I agree. My performing is much stronger than my writing, but I, dude, you're saying some fucking gold. Now, people are probably going to hate that, but I so agree with you. And you know what that has to do with? Hmm. Charisma. Yeah. Charisma. Yeah, why don't the, why don't say charisma is what you're saying? Well, then why doesn't the industry why doesn't the industry go after charisma anymore? It's like you could sit in the comedy store for one night and see so much fucking charisma. It's just like what? How everybody in this place doesn't have some isn't you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot, a lot of right. There's a lot of successful in people in there. It's a good yeah. point. But yeah, it just seems sometimes like like. We've gotten away from entertainment, and they've just tried to... I, here's what I want to say on that point. And um, we're talking about what I said I don't talk about, so I'm a hypocrite. But Yeah, no, look, we're all <laughs> but, hypocrites, but, man. We're just trying our best. But what I do say is this, is though, is that... Fuck, man, I lost my point again. Is that, is that I do feel this when, like, you put yourself... There's something that happens sometimes in comedy, not all the time, and, and maybe entertainment... Where people are being cool, and c- cool is the death of entertainment. Yeah, the coolest people I know are fucking real. Yeah, and they're not cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I feel sometimes what you're saying is like when I go on stage, I can bomb. Shit, I had some tough sets last week, and but I try to be vulnerable. Right. And I feel that sometimes people don't want to do that mm. because they don't want to seem like ooh. I'm vulnerable. I can, you know, go fail, but right. It's more people just saying that they're vulnerable than it is actually being vulnerable. Yeah, no, like straight up vulnerable. Yeah, and I do agree with that. And that's what there's. I think Hollywood sometimes look his vulnerability as weak. Yeah, you know, like my dad used to say, "Just because I'm nice doesn't mean you know I'm weak." You know, right? 
Yeah, just because I'm nice doesn't mean that I'm weak. Yeah, so it's like I do feel like I feel and I do feel like the town feels like oh. He, you know, there's snark, man. The town. Oh, it's got a snarky. snark town. You, the town it, got real snarky, and that's why I think that's, you know, I think there's going to be a new Hollywood. This is a, a perception of mine. I think in the next ten, twelve years, you're going to have a brand new Hollywood that's going to form, maybe fifteen, twenty years, or a separate Hollywood that's going to perform, and I think it's going to be based out of Nashville. Um, and I strongly believe that there's a ton of artists there. There's a lot of money there. Tons of people moving there. Um, and it's a place where people. It's not as infected. I mean, I think a lot of Hollywood. There's just so many age, so many writers now, it's like the the sons of writers and grandsons of writers. It's just all the same people. Mm-hmm. It's like they've never even lived anywhere outside of... You think Los- nepotism <clears throat> is that bad? I think it is. Well, you can't. If you're not good, Theo, they're not going to last. For acting and stuff, you can, though. I think you can get away that in that industry really? a little bit more. I think you can, yeah. These days with... They don't even let you really do that much on screen these days. It's like it's all like this cut to that cut. It just seems like a lot more... <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what I feel like. I feel like you, you mean an explosion? No, it's like yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I feel like a lot of times on the screen they don't let it that, breathe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're saying get and, to the shit. And that's how yes, now it's more get to the shit where you used to be able to kind of you you fell in love with the character more a little bit because you got to see a little bit of them. Well, dude, you're talking about like Chinatown. You're talking about, you know, Cuckoo's Nest. That shit that, that that's all Netflix. I mean, they what movies have you seen where you're like, this is an adult thriller movie? Yeah. When have you seen that? There's not that many. Dunkirk is the only good movie I've seen in about three years. And uh, and it was good. And um, Well, you don't like, there's other types of movies. You don't like, you don't like any superhero movies? Oh, I, oh, I saw Ant-Man. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. About that man that's an ant? Mm-mm. It's like about Paul Reiser and he gets... Um, Paul Reiser. He, Paul Rudd. Paul and Rudd. he gets in some issues with um, house cleaning products or something and ends up being... Um, I don't know. He ends up getting infected as infected with, with antism. Yeah, oh, and he he's an ant. ant. He had an ant, but he's powerful because you know they're hundred thousand times their own strength. Mm-hmm. Which also, who fucking knows how strong that is? Like they're fucking <laughs> ants, dude. They lose every battle I've ever seen. Fucking ants lose it. I know. So yeah. what the fuck are you right? I don't know. They're always like they're a hundred thousand times their own strength. Well, who gives a fuck, but, dude? Yeah, I'll you... fuck a thousand of them up right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They got good PR, but they have bad. There's no talent there. <laughs> you know, great PR. Speaking of PR, yeah, I feel like STDs have got a new publicist. Really? Damn, you drive down Santa Monica Boulevard, Melrose. You see that ad for syphilis? Oh yeah. And it's all these. Get a check. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I just came out of egg slut. I'm already having a slutty egg. Yeah. Syphilis. They got sores. At 7 a.m. I'm got a coffee. <laughs> egg slut. Syphilis title. No. Damn. Gonorrhea.net. You see this shit? They're fucking blowing up. I mean. They're back, baby. Bro, they'll come. They're fifth lead in a fucking Marvel movie. Dude, gonorrhyphalus. The new one is gonorrhyphalus. Oh, they hybrid this shit? Dude. Gonorrhyphalus, bro. Bro, I mean. It burns when you piss, but. uh, Herps is getting in on the game. (laughs) Oh, Herps is the big old. I'm waiting for crabs. Like, but don't, for real. Yeah. What is it? Why are they promoting this shit hard? 
I don't know, man. I think they don't want people having it. I saw a truck, an HIV truck the other day, and it's, I guess it looked like a food truck, but it was also like curing HIV. I'm like, dang, they're doing everything now. A food HIV? You know? Yeah, okay. It was like HIV away or something.com. HIV away.com. Okay. Like, I don't think that's going to cure it. You know, that basic suggestion. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. All right. I want to give Jamie a gift from us today, and this is the Ridge wallet, brother. Oh, dude. So you got that hitter now. And that's that front pocket carry. A lot of people have been carrying their wallet in their back pocket, and those people are slowly becoming extinct. Oh, okay. It's got a little metal around it. Oh, that's that, a, a couple of accoutrements you can use to tap into that sucker, bro. Wait, is this what's this do? Oh, that does whatever you want it to do, dude. Give that to your cousin. But look at the wallet, though. That's that real hitter. Okay, but where's the money go? Oh, Dude, you can clip. ply, uh, yeah, with that, you can ply Tootsie Rolls out of your cousin's fucking grill, bro. <laughs> I can also use this as just like, you know, quick stick. Oh, definitely. When I'm in New Orleans. Or you can stick them up and it has that money clip. You put the cash in the side. You put your cards in there and you carry it in the front of your pocket. And you got that little hitter. Okay, I got you. So you could change somebody, the fabric of somebody's life. You could remodel somebody's whole aortas. I thought that was a different hitter, but okay, but I still... Oh, you could do that? Okay, yeah. Well, you could chop it up. <laughs> you could do you get a tool for everybody. Are you guys watching or are we just listening? Everybody no, not. we're watching and listening. This is like... Government issue steel. That's steel, brother. You yeah. Could, that'll stop a bullet, dude. Titanic, right? So you put that there, but then you got this where you can also change your glasses. <laughs> yeah, you do whatever you want. Chop up stuff, oh, yeah. anything, vegetables, anything you dude, want. Dude, you could do up. remodel a small auto. You could do whatever you want. And that's special alloy metal from space. That's space metal. Wow. So other people that own these, Buzz Aldrin. I'm, um, I'm taking it. Yeah, Space Jam. Anybody that was in Space Jam. Okay. So you got one that's from Ridge Wallet, ridgewallet.com slash Theo. Get 10% off that beautiful hitter. And look, it took me five days to love mine, and I love mine now. Use it every day. I think I'm loving mine after an hour. <clears throat> You're going to love it, dude. Yeah. Get rid of that rear carry and get that front pocket carry. Yeah. Thank you. And it still smelled like food. I'm like, I can't even... I'm giving blood in this thing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It smells like fucking chicken sausage back here. And I'm supposed to fucking be shedding pints back here or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's chicken just, apple. Chicken just apple seedy. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't let some vehicles go from one thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there should be, they should just, the government should have a better hold on that. Yeah. Damn. That's interesting. So, <clears throat> but yeah, man, it's getting wild out there. And if I could go back in time, dude, I'll be straight up. I know I have some people from my hometown that listen to this cast and, Dude, they had a couple of teachers, man. They had one named Miss Barnes, and she was ice cold, boy. But I'd try to warm her heart the long way, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they had a couple of other teachers. I think one of them, Miss Bresterson, I think her name was. Dude. Stop it. Yeah. Stop lying. <laughs> Stop lying. You made that up. Uh-uh, you made that up. It's like Usain Bolt. <laughs> oh yeah, I, was, I know, right? Just appropriate. Yeah. I don't know if that's an onomatopoeia or not, but Miss yeah. Bresterson was. Dude, all, I couldn't even, I never saw her head or her stomach or legs. All you saw? All I ever saw was her breast, bro. And there was a nice line? I don't remember. It was just this big, huge chunk of warmth that would just be in mm. front of your face, dude. Great way to describe it. It was just, and just I think she- get in there. Oh. Nest. Get in there. You just want to blouse up, you know? Yeah. It was, 
I mean, she. I think she was in a blouse or a fucking tourniquet. I don't even know what she was in. Dude. Tourniquet. That would mean she'd be on the other truck with the food. Oh, she would have been. Yeah, not a tourniquet then, man. Then, oh, and it just looked like one big wide tit, you know. And it just was. Oh, she one titted it. I don't know if she did or not, but when I would get closer, there was so much heat coming out of it that I couldn't even barely fucking see, and my eyes would fog up. And I would think I had glasses on, but I didn't even have glasses on, dude. My fucking eyes would fog up. She lensed you. Bro, that's how bad her titties were, man. She had lenses without yeah. lenses. <laughs> wow. Your retinas would fog up. Dude, yeah, my retinas would fog up. What grade? Are we in the fourth oh, or fifth? I don't remember. I don't even remember learning after that. You nine, you're single or double digits? Oh, I was uh sing uh no, I was double digits, okay, bro. Okay. Cause I remember all the blood would run in my body, like my lower extremities and I would faint, dude. <laughs> Cause I had this thing when I was young, if you that my blood would go not only to my wiener, but it would also go to the rest of my extremities, my legs, yeah, my lower body. yeah. And so I had to wear these compression pants. You ever seen those people wearing yeah. them fly? I see them at the uh, infomercial. Yeah, I had to wear those in middle school because um, my, blood, my blood would fill up all of my legs whenever I would get sexually aroused, and I would mm-hmm. fucking pass out. So they could always, the worst part was, People could tell when I was sexually aroused. Because you'd be on the floor. Oh, I'd just be like, oh, fuck, yeah. dude. He was erect, and it was just me and my buddies playing hoops or something. It'd be like, damn, bro. Yeah, wow. Fucking. That means what do you, you got to be working with something. You might, you got to have a Duraflame. I mean, you got to got Yeah, I got some width, but it's yeah. real, the height is questionable. No, but you know, they, they call you tuna can. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> yeah. a lot, you know, it doesn't hit the back, but the sides get taken care oh, of. All the sides, yeah. You know what I mean? Tear up the walls. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But so that means you were filling up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I couldn't even, bra- yeah, I just remember my eyes would just kind of go empty and then I would go down. But how's your cap game? You know what I mean? You got a good cap on there? Oh, no. Oh, small penis head. Really big body. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, one of those trucks that the cat, the 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 caboose gets wider when they add extra wheels. Oh, on Oh yeah, it. what is that? And those pickup trucks and they double wide. Yeah, yeah. Triple just wide. at the back, so, it's got big hips. Yeah, on Yeah, so you're kind of like a stealth bomb. Yes. You know? Okay, I got you. My dick's got big hips on it. Hip. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we're doing. <laughs> Yo, this thing is going all over the place. Dude, the, we, we are. We're just who we are today. That's what I like that. Um, yeah, man, so you've... So, yeah, so, Ask so, whatever you want. So your aim is to shoot... A, you want to shoot another special soon? Yeah, I did my first special, and it was on Comedy Central, and then my second one was on Showtime. And I have to say, I've never had anything, I think, air more than anything. Showtime, put it on Showtime, then Showtime 2, then Showtime 3, then Showtime 3A, then Showtime wow. Spanish, and Showtime... Red box. I mean, it was on like seventeen showtimes. It must have felt good, huh? It was awesome, and I I can't thank them enough. And it was like for two years straight. But I mean, my ticket sales went up like eight percent or something. Yeah, like I felt like wow, you know, like it didn't help as much. No, and now it's on the Spanish network and it's on a lot. Mm. Um, and I appreciate that nouveau. And so I don't know. I don't know who watches what. So now I feel like I get more hits off of podcast and people will quote stuff i did on a podcast yeah and so now i just want to do one to just do it because i have all this new stuff and you know i don't even you know i just want to make it and just get it on the platform yeah and they don't even have to they don't have to make it because you know i think my audience will find it yeah you know it's just another avenue you used to have one job two jobs you know i don't know now you do 15 jobs everybody's ryan seacrest 
Yeah, right? it's pretty wild. Do you think it's because that the networks and that the the production companies don't do what they used to do, or do you think because it does seem like a transition of responsibility a little bit, or is that just, or is there just so many people in the game now? It's 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 so much coming at us every second. Like if you do, a, I do this podcast at two o'clock. You know, if I don't do another one at four, I'm out of the business. Yeah, I'm irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, it's like it used to be like this. Like you do things and you go to the next level. You do stand up comedy, you blow up in that. Then you do TV, you blow up in that. And then you do movies and you blow up in that. And then you kind of stay there. Mm-hmm. And now. You do everything because everything feeds everything. And there's so much content that you can have different avenues that are very successful. Yeah. And I just think that also there's just so much stuff that you have to just be out there. Yeah. Am I wrong? I mean. Yeah, it's weird. You got to stay. Yeah. It's like you have to stay out there to advertise. And, it's and, not so much doing it as much as just being relevant like i want to say you got to be good which you do but i almost feel like being out there is the new talent Mm. in a way does that make does that sound yeah i mean it definitely seems interesting i you know i never thought about it like that think about it though yeah i mean yeah it's like you want to be out there but if you want it but if you're but like because some people that i love i haven't seen in a while and it's like is the talent forgetting about them yeah but it's like you see some of these guys that are doing everything i mean the rock is Arguably the biggest movie star in the world. You agree with that? He just got $21 million, which is the topest I've ever heard of, up front, and then a million dollars to promote the movie on his mm-hmm. social media. That's $22 million. Jeez. That's the biggest I've ever heard. And he has a YouTube channel yeah. that he actively works on. Yeah. That's incredible. That He doesn't have to do that. He knows that he's just going to hit every corner. I mean, that is incredible. He's going to do it all. And he's, I believe... Is the master. Do you, well, I mean, it's so hard for also anyone, especially I feel like more and more these days to stay, you can't really stay at the height of comedy like you used to be able to, it doesn't seem like, Mm-mm. you know, and I almost think in a strange way that like Dane Cook was the last guy I feel like that, because he, he really hit whatever people want to say about Dane, you know, and I think he's okay, he's kind of, you know, he's never really engaged with me much, he always just seems like he does his own thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh but he hit like Steve Martin levels oh, of yeah. popularity. Oh yeah. And then you Dane's can't an icon. Right. And icon. He was an icon. And you can't stay there really. There's no like very few comedians have stayed at a level that's I mean, maybe Chappelle, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Um They're still there. Yeah. Like there's, there's but there's so few. Mm-hmm. There's so few. I mean, even I mean, Bill Burr is like he's not a celebrity because I think he chooses not to be. I think he likes being. I mean, he's a he's the best comedian I think mm-hmm. to me. I agree. But um, but I, there's only it's hard to it's almost an impossible level to maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you hit. You know, I've never hit those heights. You know, I've done well, but it's like you hit those heights. I think it is. It's like. Yeah, man, you have. It is hard to to stay there. And I, I, I do you think that you have something to do with that? Because you've had some good heights in your career. You know, like I mean, you've been a movie star. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, that I've taken people down off their heights? What did you say? No, that you. Um, but do you feel like when you're at that level, is there do you is there something tangible that you feel like okay, I can maintain this, or do you still feel like things are kind of up in the air? Whew. It 
it's 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 moves, man. It's really moves. It's like it's chess, right? You like, you know, get a part, and then you get another part, and you get another part, and one part feeds another part, and it's literally like, ooh, what about this guy? I just saw him in this, see him in this, see him in this, right? So it's like momentum, inertia, and then you start moving up, and then you get a leading part. And then if that works, then you get another leading part. Was that scary when you started to get those? Was that scary? No, man. I always wanted that. That was exciting. Yeah. But, and it's basically like, you feel, I'll tell you this, you feel that it's it will last forever. Yeah. You definitely feel like, I felt like that. Yeah. Because stuff was coming so easy to me. And I mean, it doesn't mean I don't work hard. No. I mean, I did a lot of stuff. But I mean, once I was on that grind, I'm doing every talk show. I'm taking every studio pitch meeting. I'm getting, you know, I'm selling every script. And it was like that. But then once, you know, something doesn't work or it's like if something doesn't work critically, but it works commercially, you're good. Mm reluctantly good i would say like all right we got to deal with them because we can't turn down money it is against hollywood's you know dna to turn down money right you know that and it's business yes it's but if something critically doesn't work box office but it's a critic darling you're also good Mm. so something doesn't work critically and doesn't work commercially Commercially. and then you know that turnover rate because you think about it people got to make the lights they got to keep the lights on so it's like, boom, you're not working. It's, mm, yeah. let's go to next. Let's go to next. And then if someone else, because there's always somebody right there in that dugout. Yeah. Right? And bam, if they step in. And they get a hit. Boom, it's on. And then you kind of, kind of, you know, you go down the farm leagues. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I've been in the Ecuador leagues. I've been doing time <laughs> in Turkey. But, you know, I'm slowly, I'm coming back. You yeah. Know what I mean, I'm in like a double A ball right yeah. now. You know, I'm triple A. I'm up playing for the, like, the, you know, the Tampa Bay, you know, Grizzlies, <laughs> one of those leagues. I mean, Did you get the, like. The Crawl Daddies. Oh, yeah. You know. I think of Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Well, what do we have? We have the New Orleans has the Baby Cakes. Baby Cakes. I'm like that team. I yeah. Think. And they're a good team. Mm hmm. They have some good fan support. They got Wednesday night. They got those uh, free Franks. <laughs> free Frank night. <laughs> free Frank night. Do you, like, do, what about, like, ego and stuff where you're at that level? Do you notice your ego changes? Like, I think ego is such this strange thing. It's, like, out of our control sometimes almost. Did you notice yourself get an ego, or did you always feel, like, kind of the same? Or did you, like, what was that? some of that like? Not in a bad way and not judging you. I do think. Whatever you want. Ask, yeah. Go ahead. Ask what you want. And I'm going to answer it. What was my ego like? Yeah. No, I'm not. Dude, I love you, man. Um, I think it. the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was, I was right. I was right. Like, because you struggle, you know, and you try to come up and you're coming up and you're like, yeah, I am on the right path. Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to do this. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. This is working. Um, I, I mean, I will tell you this. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I guess, yeah, my ego is large i've eaten so much humble pie i was talking to bobby lee about this and now i'm like i want to i don't i mean i still got an ego but i really can i've it's i've been checked yeah i've been chin checked yeah you know what i mean and it's really good for me because now i feel like boom i'm not i want to say this people take it the wrong way but i like hit my bottom yeah you know what i mean and there's nothing you can do to grow i've seen so much and seen so little yeah and so I, the only thing I can think of 
the only what you're saying there is patience at times because mm. you're doing so much. You're doing a movie. You're doing a TV show. You're playing, you know, 3,000 people at a college. And you're like, yo, I got to go. I got to go. And you're, you know, flying on a private jet. And you're like, wow. so it's like you're doing stuff. Yeah, and you're, and you're seeing it around you. And you're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So sometimes you can be hurt. You can be short. And people get butt hurt. And then, but I've always made sure, hey, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, But I've always, I think I've maintained simple thing. But definitely your ego Hollywood doesn't make you more. It just exposes who you are. Mm. And generally, I'm a I'm a good guy, but I definitely have you know crazy moments. I'm yeah. definitely living and and I do think though that you have um creativity though. I don't care. This is what annoys me. Where people get the, the role is difficult, and um, I think there's times I've had some creative fights with people, and other times it's gone swimmingly. But it's creative, man. Yeah. And that this is the sandbox. And that's what I don't like about our business now. People ratting out what's going on on set. Oh, this person did this, this person did that. There's a difference between somebody being really difficult for unnecessary reasons mm -hmm. and people that are trying to create something great. Yeah. And when that happens, ah. you know what I mean? Because we're not there to make friends. We're there to make something great. And yeah. then if we happen to become friends after it, God bless it. That's what I feel. And there's people like that. But some people get difficult. But then there's other people that are difficult that are super successful. They don't get difficult because they're successful. Yeah, like Picasso or Van Gogh. Van Gogh 100%. was difficult as fuck. Dude cut off his own fucking ear. Yeah. But he Picasso, also did great work. Picasso fucked a 20-year-old, had a baby, was 91. Yeah. I mean, see, this is a deeper conversation. I don't want to go off the rails down the rabbit hole. No. But it's like people want... Everybody has a choice. No, you don't. Everybody's special. No, you're not. Yeah. Okay. People are like, people want everybody to be all clean and normal and everybody yeah. well behaved. No, Kurt Cobain fucking blew his brains out when he's 24. But guess what? You got bleach. Yeah. You got in utero. Okay. Sid Vicious fucking gave you the sex pistols. He wasn't great at taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amy Winehouse, she died at 27. Yeah, but you got rehab. You got this, like, so everybody wants everything to be perfect. It and can't to me, be. amazing artists, if they're a, a, a well put together person too, God bless it. The ones I know, most of them I, I love aren't. Yeah, it's not the way it happens. And that's who they are. But guess what? You get a fucking painting. Yeah. You get just the 10 of us. Remember that show? You, yeah. That was a good one. Remember that TV show? Who was that? <laughs> Dude had 10 daughters, bro. But I don't, I don't just saying, yeah, you get William Wallace. Like, sure, Mel Gibson might be, he might have some fucking racial issues, right? Or some, you know, uh, judicial issues, not um, religious issues. Yeah, but you get fucking William Wallace. Yeah. But he's good on horseback. You know what I'm saying? Right on horseback. But, you, you know... He, uh, I, it's like I'm not judging, I'm not justifying it, but I, am I? I don't know. You tell me. No, look, every it's you. Here's what you want. If every, people punch me in the face, but they're amazing at it, amazing comedian <laughs> or a singer, go for it. Yeah. Like Joan Rivers said, she didn't like Rodney Dangerfield. I read something, but she would never miss his set. Mm. And that's how I am, man. Somebody can hate me, call me names, spit my eyeball. If they're great at what they do, I'll still be there. Yeah, because you know, right? Am I wrong? Is that? I separate that shit. Dude, I think feel like you've always been one of the nicer people that I've ever met, man. Thank you, buddy. For sure. Everybody says that, I feel like. Really? Yeah, and you're so funny. Um, Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I just love seeing you, like, you know, just from my little perspective, just dig into it. Like, I'm like, damn, this dude's coming back at, you know, or not coming back, but he's, you know, he's wrong. fighting back. But you're not wrong. And I feel like a lot of people think I'm an, I don't know if they do. Like, do people think I'm an actor doing comedy? 
because I am an actor. But I got famous right. as an actor. And you I were did, young. But I did start as a comedian. Yeah. Chris Spencer did something. He said something to me so funny a couple months ago. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, it happened quick for you. He's like, I think you did eight sets. <laughs> Which is true, but I was doing a lot of open mic. Right. And then, like, my club back then was, you know, I would do the store, but only, like, in the potluck. Yeah. You know, and hang out there in the back, you know, with that one training and all yeah. that. You know, and you're always trying to get on. And But the improv would have showcase nights, and the factory was... And I'm telling you, once I I waited in line like 12 times in the factory. And then Jamie Masada's like, Badi, not Mario, in. And my first showcase, like, I did get a commercial agent. Wow. So I was lucky. And then the improv, my third, like, showcase, I did, like, get an agent. So getting on these little showcases. That helped. But, yeah. So I didn't really work up. And then once I got. So you had a fast rise. I mean, you did. But no, I was on open mics for a long time. Not right. in the clubs. I didn't really get in. But then once I started getting successful, then I was able to do that more. But then I went right to colleges. Yeah. So I literally started with like 30 minutes in colleges and I had to work on that. And then like guys like Sagan would let me open for him and Craig Shoemaker and, you know, um, Rick Overton. And they taught me a lot because yeah. they were OGs. But, but I did start as a comic and then I just got successful. But now I feel like, you know, there's like, oh, this guy's doing that. It used to be, well, you're an actor doing comedy. But, then, but now everybody's trying it, you know, yeah. which is, yeah, good, man. It, you express yourself. Yeah, everybody's trying. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think the ones that stick with it are the ones that are, you know, uh, can do it, stay in it. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I find. I'm, and just like anything. I go on the road and, like, <sighs> thanks to Bobby Lee and, and saying, you gotta, like, just do town. And town is hotter than it's ever been that I know of. Mm -hmm. I think for three years. I mean, the clubs are booming. And every star you see doing 10 minutes. And I feel that it's good for me, and I just makes me better on the road. But I just realized this weekend I was doing killer shows sold out. Wow! In Tacoma, which was bomb. It's awesome up there. It's amazing. Did you go to Spokane as well? Oh yeah, yeah. That. They're, they're best run clubs, man. And they really are. They, are they do a great job they, up there. They keep that drawer, those things, the Pac Man machine, mm. little now and later's, those big tootsies, mm. and um, but. As much as I was having great time there, I still was like, I got to get back to town. Yeah. Because. I got to work. I got to be in, in the, the mix. mix. Right? And that's what I learned. Dude, Harry Basil, he, he opened up for uh, Rodney Dangerfield for a long time. And he told me one time, he goes, look, man, he said, the, the road will always be there. He goes, get out there and make your rent where you got to, make your little, make your little money here and there. He goes, but if you want to be in it, you got to be in it. Yeah. And I think there's still some truth to that. You know, it's like. You have a set. You just don't know who's going to be in there sometimes. I know. You just don't know. I mean, I walked in the comedy store one night, and and Jim Carrey was sitting there watching the comedians who were going up, and that's how he cast the show uh, um, Dying Up Here. You wow. Know? And I performed, and I was nervous as fuck, dude. And it wasn't for them. And that's, you know, and that was that. And I felt dejected. I felt. Wait, did you know he was there? Yeah. So well, it was a special night? Yeah, I pull up, and the parking lot guy's like, Jim's here. Was it packed? And I'm like, Jim who? And he's like, Jim Carrey. And I'm like, we'll fucking say Jim Carrey. Yeah, I know. Are you tight with Jim? <laughs> Dude, we've never <laughs> seen him here before. <laughs> I hate that when people do that. Yeah. It's like, somebody did that to me the other day. Well, she's like, you know, Rhonda. And I'm like, who's Rhonda? It's like, my niece. I'm like, I don't know fucking Rhonda. <laughs> fucking give a, yeah. Okay, so. Somebody's like, Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, like I don't Jesus Christ? Like, yeah. No, the valet. Yeah, the va yeah. 
So wait. So, so, but yeah, it's like you never, you just, you don't know. So you want to be in town. That's, I mean, I get nervous all the time when I have to leave town. I'm like, fuck, what if I miss that set that's, you know, I guess maybe you do think somebody could still see you on stage and, and, and things could change for you. Dude, fucking, for me, shit. I mean, Quentin Tarantino's at the store. Yeah. I mean, he's got true. one of the greatest movies he's about to make, you know, so I agree with you, but it's, and it's also becoming so much like, you know, improv going up late, you know, yeah. you get to work, you know, you get to do more than, you know, your 15, maybe do 30, you yeah. know, the lab or, you know, the OR. You yeah. Know, it's, it's just, it feels like comedy where it is, where it's like, I love going up 1231. Yeah. You know, and just working it, jazzing it. Yeah. You can have a little more free time. Mm-hmm. Man, well, I love seeing you at the clothes, man, and I appreciate you're always you're always supportive and say nice things, man, and I just really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I, mean, I think people appreciate that about you, man. I well, it's 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 a beautiful time, and I just want to do, you know, I want to respect the art and just it's it's awesome. I mean, for people out there watching and listening, it's like. I don't know. I probably equate it to Seattle 92. Yeah. I mean. I think you're going to say Cialis, bro. Cialis When you start off on that word, right. dude. Right. Early Cialis was very fucking. Yeah. God, I'm glad they've remixed it. Yeah. Right? It was too strong? It was strong, yeah. yeah. But is that where you were, Seattle 92? No, I'm saying all oh, the Oh, for the grunge bands. Grunge, man. Yeah. You walk here. Allison James was here. Nirvana was here. Eddie Vedder's over there. Shit, even Silverchair, I think, did a bit. I know they're Australian, you know. Yeah, but they stopped by. Yeah, right? They had that song, Anna. Who else? Alien Ant Farm? Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> Bunch of bombs. <laughs> but you can go to a local coffee shop, you never Paul know. Paul Reiser. Paul yeah, Reiser was there. Right? <laughs> so I just, I'm lucky to, you know, I do. I, that's one thing where did you get? The, I get grateful you just, get, just to go on these stages. You now. seem grateful. Were you, super grateful. But was there a period where you weren't? Was there a period where you got in the dumps or anything? No, I was just like, fuck yeah, of course I'm going to be on this stage. You're lucky to have me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like if you're in a movie or in a TV show, it's like, yeah, I'll come down. And it's like, whoa. And then, you know, somebody kick you in the dick. And then you're doing, you know, a half an hour in a bowling alley in Toledo, which I'd done. Yeah. You know, and people get pissed off and fucking throw a chair or somebody <laughs> in the audience. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute i gotta readjust i'm not exactly where i thought i was so then you see you know you go back and you're like oh i'm so happy to be where i am yeah because in here yeah i'm not it's it's everything has time you know where clubs are hot and they're cold and artists are hot and cold i mean because all you know clubs get hot and cold oh yeah and now it's just everything is gelling and it's Podcast is so hot. Netflix is so hot. Streaming is so hot. More comedians are great. And it's just... It's so possible. I'm just, yeah, I'm just lucky to be... In the stream. Yeah, man. And that's what it is now. And there's a great... Fuck, I don't want to go too down the rabbit hole. But I mean, there's a great talk. You know what the sharing economy is, right? Mm-mm. So the sharing economy is where we were... It's basically what's going on right now. It's uh, Uber... It's you know Airbnb. Okay. It's like owning is is out. Yeah. No millennials are going to disrupt credit cards. They're disrupting Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. You know you read all the stuff that millennials. They're yeah. He's fucking, a first mate now. I heard. Yeah. He yeah. is string cheese. They're not eating string cheese and they're fucking it up right mm-hmm. because they don't want to have any debt. They want to be cash. Boom. Postmates. Blah blah blah. Venmo. So you share. So there's this video damn i wish i could find it i'll tell it to you but it talks about two generations and the old generation was like was get what you could Mm -hmm. right and kind of like i don't want to say step on your fellow man but yo get yours 
limited resources. Get this hat. Get four hats. Yeah. Get, get nine that. hats. You got one head. You need nine hats. Yeah. Down. And it's out of that recession era, right? Mm-hmm. And then my generation is like gets that, but is also half. Like I got my first computer like twenty three, and I'm forty seven, so it's like half my life. Right. So now half of me is like understands the tech. And so I'm like, get that, but also like, ooh, share. The old generation, the new generation is all like, yo, a little bit here, a little bit there. So if you notice, it's I've the sense of community to me is bigger than it's ever been mm. in terms of things I see. I see more artists collaborating in, in, in music, yeah. right? I see comedians. Teamwork. Yes. And you look at look at the Avengers. Everyone in those people would are movie stars in their own right, but the twelve people are starring in a movie together. Yeah, and that's that model of Marvel is a model for, I think, art in Hollywood. Is that right. makes, is that? Yeah, it's like look, let's put our minds together instead of just ride one. Yeah, and it's and it's beautiful. And I'm in the middle now, but I'm really going to this generation of like, yo, man, jump on. Yeah, it's not you know the Jamie Kennedy train, right? It's the, you know, be a... It's the Polar Express. Yeah. And we're all fucking chili bears. Hang on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little go to this cart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you got to cut out that one part. Dude, we're not cutting out anything. I thought this was a fun conversation. Did you? I'm not sure which part he was talking about, but I thought it's all fair game. Yeah. I thought everything was chill. (laughs) What time time are we at, Nick? Uh, We are at 3.30 exactly. Oh, man. Take some Instagram questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's take a couple Instagram questions, man. Uh, So you mentioned earlier Eddie Murphy was one of your heroes. Yeah. Uh, Someone asked about working in Bowfinger with him and Steve Martin. Uh, What was that like? Who was funniest out of the two of them? Oh, come on. I thought... Who's the funniest? Well, how about this? Who was funniest on set? That's a total different thing. Uh, That's from Ad, Infinitely Interesting. Okay, Ad. So, first of all, you're talking about Icon (laughs) and Icon. I mean, he's talking about, you know, the heist. I mean, this is Steve Martin is the first arena comedian. Eddie was the second. Yeah. Dice was the third. And um, and Dane was like fifth. Yeah. You know, so it's incredible. Um, Here's what's great about it. Uh, They're both do what they do in front of the camera amazingly well and hilarious and off camera chill mm. and that's i totally get it i got it then but i really get it now who had more do you think they had more like um who you think got more hot chicks you think out of those two <sighs> i think i mean steve martin said this great quote to me once and um you know he said that at the height of his fame, he was a rock star without the girls. Because mm. I think he was so big when he meant by that, and so many people were throwing themselves at him and women, and he just would go to his hotel room because it was mania. I couldn't even get an erection up if that. If you know somebody's banging on the door while you're trying to, I could, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That would be the worst, my worst nightmare. I think that people they, chasing me to fuck. Yeah, I think I they both did well, but I think that I didn't really ask Eddie, but I didn't really ask Steve either, but he told me that. I just remember that was amazing. He was so huge that he had to be isolated. Yeah. Wow. Which is incredible. Which is what I'm talking about, how it's changed. Yes. He couldn't walk down Sunset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that's. Because less avenues, one thing gets it, bah! It's like, we're all going for oil, you strike, pow! 
But yeah. now, now you got to have dinosaur bones. You got to have time. You got to have soil. Yeah, you got to have piping, and then you get oil, solar. But wait, yeah, you got to have all of that. But you hit one; it's a big spout. But now I feel like people are hitting, and there's some good sized spouts, but there's littler spouts. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, you're just xylophoning. Pipe pipeline is yeah. being. It's dispersed. Yeah, dispersed. Paul Reiser. Yeah, dispersed by Paul Reiser. It sounds like a point you would write, doesn't it? Wasn't he in uh, My Two My Two Dads? My Two Dads, yeah. And that was good, dude. That was the 80s. One of the greatest, and also one of the only, that would be like a Me Too yeah. like warning video now. Yeah. Two men living with a girl, and one of them's allegedly related to her or something. Or, yeah. She so, always had the young boyfriends over. Yeah, Goes that was a tricky down. deal. Um, Let's take another one, Nick. What do we got? All right. Uh, at Hustle 37 he wants to know some basketball takes on you. Who's the GOAT? Kobe, MJ, or LeBron? Again. Yeah. yeah, dude, didn't you play in like a celebrity all-star game? How you know? Because I remember watching that on television. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not bad from the three. Yeah. I had a couple of garbage points. Um, Who was the MVP of that game? Do you remember? I was before Hart. Hart was getting a lot. He was racking. He racked up like four. Yeah, but people were holding him up by the hoop. Wasn't Shaq holding him up? Yeah, he got help. And then I think Bieber got one. I think this was around oh seven. I want maybe Mark Lucas. Mark Lucas, look him up. He's a legit baller. Mm. He's an actor, but he's on Wake Forest. Um, who's the better? I mean, what is the quote? Dude, that's the hardest question in the world. But to me, there's only one. Jordan. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, here's why. God, don't. I hope you know. I don't want to piss people off or whatever. Piss them off if they don't agree with it. Doesn't mean that they get pissed and right. fucking pull their truck over. Don't pull your truck over. Yeah. But last night, LeBron, mm-hmm. he got beat. He mm-hmm. did everything in his power. Here's why I think LeBron is just a little off, and he's an amazing superhuman. Yeah, he's good. He lost last night. His team lost, and he goes, "It's not gonna affect my life. You know, I'm gonna go home. We're gonna figure out the next game. It's not gonna affect my life. No." That's what I don't want to see. I want to see, god damn it. Yeah. These fucking, I dropped 40 fucking two points. These guys, I fucking, I'm on the weak side, I'm on the left side. These guys are good, man. I'm so fucking pissed. Yeah. I got to go in there and I got to just jam on motherfuckers. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I wish he did that. Yeah. And that's not who he is. But that's, but MJ, that's the one thing for me. He will eat your Aorta, bro. Yeah. I heard that motherfucker didn't like to lose in penny tossing. Like, he didn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, Twizzler, he, 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 mm-hmm. he did quick. I mean, he would bet. This I heard. He would bet a house, yeah. Yeah, he will eat your soul. And that's why he is the best ever, because he refuses to lose. And yeah. That, to me, is the most exciting. Yeah. I agree. I think his mindset was just different. I think it was a different time. I think LeBron is just one of those guys. He'd be great at any sport. He's just He's that amazing. big. Yeah. He, you know, he'd be great at the violin if he did it. He's just one of those people that could be good at almost anything. He chose basketball. Yeah, he's a savant. But Jordan, I think, I think it was basketball only. I mean, he was shitty at baseball. You know, he played for the White Sox. People try to act like you know he was. He wasn't any good. Yeah, he was fucking bad actually. He he had a couple. Didn't he have a home run? Yeah, maybe, bro. But he fucking <laughs> he owned the team for three years. Dude, he got he got every at bat. You know? <laughs> One game to let him pitch to himself, bro. If he sees this, he could like that. Well, let him watch it then. <laughs> if he's watching, we're doing good. 
Um, Jamie Kennedy, where can people see you at coming up? Do you uh, have... This weekend, right now, okay. May, whatever date it is, I'm at Rochester at the Carlson. You are? Yeah. I can go out. I can look on it. You want to look on his site and just rattle um, off his dates, Nick, so we'll have them? And then next weekend, I'm at the rec room in Huntington Beach. Ooh. And then, and then, like, in early June, I'm in Ontario Improv. Nice. You want to get those? Uh, we'll put those dates, too. Um, we'll right, them on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Right below in the link, and we'll put the dates up on the screen, too. Dude, I appreciate it. So that people will know him. Um, if you haven't seen Jamie in a while, man, go check him out. Or if you have seen him in a while, go check him out again. Dude, your IMDb is so long. It's crazy, bro. Like, you could almost put two words together, and you were fucking in it, bro. Slacker cats. You know what I'm saying? Fucking dude. Um, put in Musk. Mop, uh, yeah. It's like mop, right. daytime jugglers. Like, you were in every fucking... King of the Millionaires too. <laughs> this is fucking crazy, man. You've been in Bentley Bottom. What? Yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> you were in Gang 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 Number Nine. <laughs> Yo, Sugar, man, you were in Sugar Walkers. You I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, Slacker Cat should have worked. Yeah, it oh, should have worked, man. Well, so many cats are are lazy. Right? Yeah. It was. We were seven and out. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I watched, I think I watched you one. You watched one? Yeah, I watched one, bro, the first one. Were you uh, eating Tootsie Rolls? <laughs> Look. That was around Tootsie time. Me and Mikey Rutch, boy. Yo, Rutch. Oh, fucking slick jaw Rutch. <laughs> Dude, I'd love to see him and your uh, little priest go toe-to-toe to fucking on, on, on mouth stuffing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, how is mouth stuffing online not a thing? Let's make it. Yeah. Yo, millennials. Not even millennials now? No, just people that are home <laughs> a lot. There's the new generation. I'm, I'm, I think I'm X. And there's Y. I think I might be X too. I'm, no, uh, I think you're Y. I'm Y then. And Z, then there's millennials. Millennials. And now the new one, whatever mm-hmm. that is, under millennials. Yeah. You know, they're eating ramen out of toilets. Are they really? Yeah, 100%. And the challenge with the Tide Pod and all that stuff, it's like the challenge is can you do? But they're eating ramen, cooking it. Mm hmm. And eating out of the toilet. That hot batch, boy. Yeah. Get what you want. I remember that a couple of brothers in my neighborhood always cooking dove outside of our apartment complex, right? And What's so I'd dove? go out there, dove meat. And so I'd go out there and uh and for years these dudes would be like, You want some dove? No. And I said, No, yeah. And then finally I had some. And that shit was soft? It was it was let me think, let me close my eyes and think about what it tasted like. It was overcooked. Oh, they they bred it? No, they didn't bread it. It was straight dove. Black and dove? Yeah, it's black and dove, boy. Double blackened because these are a couple of brothers serving it, too. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, I think it was kind of Jamaican, I think, honestly. You know, it was Jamaican, like jerk dove. It was jerk dove. I want to believe that. <laughs> oh, dude, you better believe <laughs> that, New dude. You're straight New Orleans? Uh-uh, I'm Covington, Louisiana, man. No, but people eat. Fourth Ward. Oh, New Orleans, they'll eat whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans is a great place. And I, I eat what? And I'm going to make a chart too. Crime and food, how they merge. Better crime, better food. Baltimore, fucking crabs and cutthroats, son. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans, oysters and fucking body slugs. You yeah. know? Catch a dozen of the fucking tongue and fucking two to the chest, baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh. That's true. Better food, better, better food comes with murder. Yeah. Because they cook like it might be your last meal. And no offense to the cops. Because they've been good to me down there, but they only move on, you know, 
if they figure out what's in it for them. Oh, yeah. They got I'm some just, shaky cops down there. 4 a.m. Some of those cops are like, what's in it for me? I've seen, <laughs> oh, some, seen some yelling. That cop was like, that beignet, you know that spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, you know, yeah. they got to pay in cash. What's it called? That oh, Cafe Dumont. Dumont, they got it. That one bite in. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a thing to run, right? Oh, that a lot car? of cops will hide a uh, gun in a couple of beignets. Yeah. <laughs> Just be eaten. For everybody that doesn't know, <laughs> I'm going down there in a month. Are you? Yeah, I think I'm shooting something I can't say yet. Nice. And the thing is, you pay cash. Yeah. The waiters. So when you go to Dumont's open all night, yeah. I was like, what you want, man? Yeah, you pay cash, dude. Cash to the waiters? Yeah. Because the waiters got to pay cash <laughs> to the owners. There's two owners, so people don't know, all right? There's two guys that own this joint, yeah. and they're scared of each other fucking each other over. <laughs> so they each have their own cash register. <laughs> so they fucking hit each waiter. Go, 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 get them, right? <laughs> they take cash, and they go, that guy ordered donut, you owe me three fucking bucks. Yep. The waiter's got to pay, so it's the if the waiters don't collect, they fucked. That's America, dude. That's fucking beignet knowledge. Beignet for shinyay. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, thanks so much, man. You got to come back. You got to start your own cast, man. I think people would love listening to you. I would love to, man. Um, I'd I'm, listen. I would love it. You're I welcome would. to use this studio if you need to every now and then, you know? Okay, cool. If you need to take him, you know, to get that kick off. But I think you had, I mean, if you know, just saying. I, I'd like to. We got, I got to see. People should hit me up. And, cause, and if they like me, I'll, I'll do it. I think people would, huh? be interesting do a 12 episode run and see how you feel about it yeah but i want to like you know i want to talk different than what i am though i'm just sitting on your front porch wondering how could i be so far from my home and my mind is somewhere else but when i find it i'll patch up where it's been blown Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.